Hello and welcome to the Addicted Austinites, your one-stop podcast for all things Jane Austen. This week we are continuing our look at Emma and we're going to be discussing the age gap between Emma and Mr Knightley and what Georgian Law had to say about it. So the age gap between Emma and Mr Knightley when they become engaged at the end of the novel uh, is about 18 years. Uh, Emma is 20 years old and Mr Knightley is somewhere between 37 and 38. Um, It's a pretty big gap um it's not the only big age gap um it's about the same between marianne and colonel brandon in sense and sensibility as well um though the latter pairing seems worse somehow the age gap seems a lot bigger um but perhaps that's because marianne is 16 um emma's slightly older and she's 20 um so it kind of feels a little bit better (laughs) but it is a pretty big age gap and I know that when people read it they are quite shocked and we look at it and we think oh my god that's just ridiculous but that's how they did it in those days but is it how they did it in those days was a large age gap the norm for Georgian society Statistically, it would seem not. Um, According to reports and studies that have been done over the years, the average age for marriage in the Georgian era was 23 to 27 for women and 25 to 29 for men. It's not really that much different to today, if you think about it. Um, But... As with today, there were a lot of different reasons that drove couples to marriage um, and thereby created these statistics. There are a lot of factors to be taken into consideration um, when you're looking at statistics, any statistics in a historical sense, um, and you do have to be very careful. Um, But For ease and convenience, um, I'm going to be getting rid of a couple of factors um, that would just confuse the situation further. Um, And that is that I'm only going to be looking at middle class couples, middle class statistics, because class did play a very big role. And between the classes, there were lots of different reasons um, why somebody would want to get married. But because Jane predominantly deals with middle-class couples in her novels, um, that's what we're going to be focusing on. It just makes it all a bit easier and not less data to handle in the end. The Georgian era was a time of great change for everyone, culturally, socially, economically. It was a very busy period and this extended down to marriage and the laws surrounding it. Some of these laws would seem to support our preconceptions for Georgian marriage being between young girls and much older men, Um, but most of these changes don't fit with that view. Legally, on paper, I want to stress this, only legally, in the 17 and 1800s, the age of consent uh, was a lot lower than our 
consent laws today. And the common law age for consent in the Georgian era was 14 for boys and 12 for girls. I'll say what we're all thinking. That is appalling, to be quite honest. Neither age is anywhere near old enough to be involved with something as serious as marriage. But luckily, it would seem that marriages at these ages were hardly ever done. If it was, it was very special circumstances. I'm not condoning it, but there were special circumstances. And the reason that these marriages were unlikely is because while the age of consent was low, middle-class girls were only considered out in society meaning that she could be courted by a potential partner. Um, They were only considered out past the age of 15 or 16. So legally they could marry at 12 if they wanted to, as long as they had their parents' permission. But in reality, they weren't even on the market, so to speak, until they were about 15 or 16. Um, So 12-year-old brides is not a common thing thank goodness. (laughs) Also combating the underage marriage problem in Georgian Britain was the 1753 Marriage Act um, and this stated that anyone under the age of 21 needed their parents permission to get married even if the person they were marrying was over 21 as well. Um, This was brought in more to stop elopements um, between young couples. But at the same time, it did bring that age of marriage up for for young girls. Of course, sadly, this means that young marriage wasn't completely eradicated. So now we're going to have a look at some of the reasons why they would marry so young. As with so much of Georgian society, the main driving factor behind marriage was was money and stability. And we see this in Jane's novels really, really well. For a family of girls, for example, the Bennets in Pride and Prejudice, the sooner these girls could get married and be secure in their futures, the better, because they didn't have a brother that would make sure they were okay when their father was gone. But ironically, this is the same reason that drove men to marrying later in life. Um, A man wanted to be well situated with a good income and and a stable home before taking on the financial responsibilities of a family. And that goes to explain bit of an age gap between husbands and wives, um, even if the same reason is forcing them to opposite ends of the spectrum. It fuels this age disparity as well, because women were pushed into marrying quite quickly. Um, and by the time a man was ready to marry, all the women of his own age were already settled, and he only had younger girls left. Um, if that makes any sense. I think, personally, that this is the kind of relationship that Marianne and Colonel Brandon have in Sense and Sensibility. Being a second son, Colonel Brandon had to work hard for his money 
uh, and to secure himself. And he is 35 by the time that his brother dies and he's ready to sort of settle down and have a family now because that's what he needs to do. And this is about, so he's 35, which is about five to ten years after women, statistically anyway, married. I mean, there are obviously lots of lots more reasons behind Colonel Brandon's choices. Um, but I think their coupling really sort of highlights that issue quite well. Another factor in large age gaps in Georgian society is arranged marriages. Admittedly, the practice was on the decline in the middle classes, and um, it was still very much a an upper class thing, though. Um, but these arranged marriages could create the big gaps that we see in some of Jane's characters and some of uh, Georgian era marriages. Despite appearances, <laughs> and statistics getting pregnant can actually take a long time for a couple and that means that if two families decide that they're going to join themselves together through marriage of their children by the time a boy's wife is born um, a lot of the time he's already quite old sometimes even as old as 10 uh, and going up as with Mr Knightley and with Emma Arranged marriages cause young brides as well, because it becomes a case of we need to get this done as soon as it is legal, um, so that it can be done before either side has a chance to change their minds. Which is really not the best foundations for a marriage, but as I said, there were reasons for these things taking place. Usually as well, um, we've been talking about young brides and older gentlemen, and that's usually the way round that it was, um, with women being however much younger than their husbands. That's not to say that it didn't happen the other way round. Um, in Jane's novels, we see Mr Collins marrying slightly older Charlotte Lucas, um, there's only a few years in it, but we know it happened in Georgian society. It happened in Jane's own family. Her brother Henry, um, for his second wife, he married their cousin Eliza and she was about 10 years his senior. So it might not have been very common but it did happen and it did work the other way around as well. So as we can see, young brides and big age gaps is a complicated situation in Georgian society. And how can we apply this to Emma and Mr Knightley's relationship in her novel? Practically, we can't. Neither of them seem to have the motivations that we've discussed for having a big age gap between them. Emma herself, she says, I have none of the usual inducements of women to marry. Neither of them have an unstable financial situation um, that would require them to marry quickly and secure their future. And their union isn't premeditated at all. It's not an arranged marriage. And it isn't until a couple of chapters from the end that Emma even considers uh, that there might be a relationship there. The reason behind Emma and Mr Knightley's age gap seems solely a natural coincidence. He just happens to be 
18 years older than her. That's the way it is. And that is what people forget sometimes. Um, that this kind of thing does happen naturally and that it's okay and it works. Um, for a lot of people now and in the Georgian era, if you find the love of your life, age doesn't matter. Um, I will say, when I'm considering age gaps at least, I think it's better if both partners are above the age of consent. Usually for me it's about 21, if they're both old enough to decide for themselves. And of course the older you get, the less an age gap seems to matter, really. I can use myself as an example in this situation. Um, between me and my partner, um, there is an eight-year age gap. Uh, which is the same as Mr Tilney and Catherine Morland in Northanger Abbey. Um, <laughs> we met when we were 22 and 30. Um, I was 22, he was 30. Um, and the age gap doesn't mean anything to us. Sometimes he'll talk about something that was on TV in the 90s and I'll have no idea. Um <laughs> But, you know, when I introduced him to people, nobody could tell that there was an age gap between us. However, um, we have talked about it before, um, and we both agreed that while we don't care about the age gap now, we would have felt very differently about it had we been younger when we met, for example, if I'd been... 16 and he'd been 24 it somehow feels a lot worse when you think of it like that and that is what happens to Emma and Mr Knightley's relationship in Emma um they fit very very well together they're very good friends and they clearly have a very caring relationship for each other and the age gap doesn't seem like a problem until Mr Knightley says to Emma that he's loved her since she was in her teens, maybe 12 or 13. And that's when it becomes uncomfortable. Because although 12, of course, is the age of consent in Georgian Britain, it's it doesn't seem right for a 12-year-old to be being looked at in that kind of way by someone that's 18 years ahead senior. The lower age um, that Mr Knightley effectively started their relationship in his head, it suddenly makes that age gap seem very, very big and very uncomfortable. Age gaps in partnerships and marriages is a really interesting issue um, today and historically and hopefully I've proved that child brides and huge age gaps weren't the norm in Georgian society um, and that if it did happen there were reasons for it. I'm not saying that all Georgian marriages were completely perfect, that's never going to happen, um, but hopefully this can address um, the somewhat skewed view we have of um, young brides and big age gaps in the Georgian era and I would love to hear your thoughts on it uh, and what you think about age gaps um, today 
and in Jane's novels as well. Um, how did you feel when Emma and Mr Knightley got together? And does it contrast with how you feel about Marianne and Colonel Brandon? Um, I'd love to hear what you have to say uh, on this subject. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Addicted Austinite. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, I welcome all comments and discussion. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Kath Price Author, on Facebook, um, Catherine Price Author, The Addicted Austinite. And uh, you can find us on our shiny new website as well, uh, The Addicted Austinite Blog. .wordpress.com. I'll see you next week for a new episode and as ever, happy reading. Your faithful servant, the author. <laughs>